listening to Brance's podcast. So it's January, so when people don't know what to talk about, they always bring up, hey, do you have any resolutions for this year? I don't know how to answer that. I mean, the answer is no, I don't. But also, I'm not really a huge fan of resolutions. I'm not a huge fan of resolutions because they don't work. That's why we have a list of the same resolutions every year. (laughs) It's part of our culture. But there's another thing with resolutions is that they come from us. Almost always, it's something that's going to better us. And the reason we want to do it, this resolution, is we want to be resolute in a decision to make a change in us. And most of the time, the reason we want to make that change is because we're not satisfied with who we are. We are unhappy And we think that if we change this behavior or if we get rid of this or if we add that, then everything will be right and better. As followers of Jesus, and if you're not a follower of Jesus and you're listening in, God gives a completely different direction for us. There's a lot of resolutions that we come up with, a lot of decisions that we make that aren't from him. We're not... We're leaning on our own understanding instead of turning to him and asking for his directions and just living the life that he's called us to, which is a lot less complicated, a lot less exhausting than the one that we as humans seem to create for ourselves because of our own dissatisfaction inside. What I want us to look at briefly now and we'll look at in more um, expanse on Sunday is what does it look like? What does it look like to have this change? And why do we make these changes? Like what is the purpose of making any change whatsoever? Change is a big word in the life of faith. Because when Jesus came and when Paul came after him and they were coming to share this good news, they would say consistently, repent for the kingdom of God is here. God's way of doing things is here So repent, and repent does not mean to feel bad. What it meant and what it means is to change the way we think. And so we see this being lived out. And I want us to look at Peter's life and try to apply that to our new year, to this hunger that's inside of us, this dissatisfaction, and our compulsion to create resolutions as a culture. But instead, look at Peter and see how he lives this out. Because it's much different than most of us. And it's definitely much different than where he lives and what other people are doing. Because prior to his interaction here with Jesus in Luke chapter 5, he's healing people. He's um, exposing the demonic element in their community, which I'm sure they weren't aware of. He's making all things new. The kingdom of God is at hand because he's here. He's the king, and the king brings the kingdom. And so he's doing all this healing, and it says here in Luke chapter 4 that Jesus got up one morning to go to a solitary place with no humans and to go and be alone, and yet they sought him out anyways. And the people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. Think about that. Jesus goes out to pray. They're pursuing him. They're like, he's going to leave. The golden goose is going to leave. And we won't get healings whenever we want. We won't, this won't happen. And like, we, we can't let him go. How's that for selfishness? But that's what we do. Most of these resolutions, most of these things we're, we're reaching for, 
we're like, well, we, we can't let him go because we need him. We're not looking at what he wants from us. We're looking at what we want from him. And that's what this community is doing. Jesus says, I need to proclaim the good news to everyone. That's why I'm here. I'm here to give my life away. He continues to teach and the crowd gets crowded. And so he needs to, he comes up with the idea of getting in Peter's boat and going out. So it's Peter, can I get in your boat? Gets in the boat, they push him out a little bit and he teaches from in the water so they can't get right up all in his business. And so he's teaching from there and it says he finishes teaching and Peter and his fishing business and his employees are all cleaning the nets. They're cleaning up the mess from fishing at night because that's when you fish. That's when you have the greatest chance. You never go during the middle of the day. You don't go when it's hot because the fish go down low. Everywhere, that's how it works. And yet, Jesus says, Peter, take the boats back out and drop the nets. Meaning, go back out and fish. <laughs> okay, Jesus, you're a little out of your, your, uh, your arena here. We're not, we're not getting guidance from the rabbi or the carpenter or your other skill set. Like we fish, that's what we do. Our family fished. My grandfather, great grandfather, it's been passed down. We know even the commoner knows we don't go back out because it's a waste of time. But then Peter didn't say that. Peter says this, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. This is how we've always done things, but I will change the way we do things because you said so. It makes no sense to me. No one in their right mind would do this, but because you say so, I will initiate this change right now. We will go back out. They go back out and it says they caught more fish than they'd ever caught. Their nets start to break. It's their most profitable day of the business not only in his life, but probably for all of his legacy. All of those in his family that came before this is probably the greatest day. And instead of saying, Jesus, thank you, and you can't leave, you need to stay, says that Peter, when he saw this, fell to his knees. And not because of the fish, but because of the one that said to go back out. He's starting to realize who Jesus is. Bit by bit, hour by hour, day by day, month by month, and year by year, he's going to learn more about who Jesus is. And this was a critical moment where he realized more and more who Jesus was, and then he realizes who he is. And so it says that he is afraid. And he says, go away from me, Jesus. So not, hey, you need to stay, but instead go away because I am a sinful man. And I wonder if in that moment he thought of all the things that he needed to change when he called himself a sinful man. And Jesus had every opportunity at that moment to give him the list of resolutions and the things that he should do to change things. But he didn't. I believe that he didn't give him a list because he didn't need one. Peter was enough. This act of Peter is what God requires, that we turn to him. Now, he's feeling bad about himself. I don't think God has that for us. There's no indication Jesus never taught that way. But what they did from that point on is what I want us to consider. As a follower of Jesus, this is expected. 
But for those listening in, I want you to consider what it would look like to do what Peter did. They came to the beach. They brought in their fishing boats, their, their, the business, all the equipment from the business, the assets, brought them to the beach, cleaned them, left them there, and did what Jesus said, which is now you will be fishers of men. You're going to change your job. You're going to change this. You're going to change that. Didn't give them a list. Just said, now you're going to change by being fishers of men. You're going to be in a new industry, a new way of life. And it says that they left their old life on that beach, on that shoreline. So we'll be unpacking this a little bit more on Sunday. But now you can look at this in your life. And say, am I more like the people in the community? Am I more like Peter? Like, what does this look like, Lord? What does it look like for me to hear from you? Do I go on walks and pray? Do I get on my knees? Do I? So we're going to look at that for the next uh, few weeks. So if you want to join us Sunday, 10 a.m. out in the business park here in San Clemente. And you can find the directions at branchesoc.com. We love you. Hopefully we'll see you soon.